0: The wheel of time turns, and ages come and pass, leaving memories that become legend. Legend fades to myth, and even myth is long forgotten when the age that gave it birth comes again. There are neither beginnings nor endings to the wheel of time, but it was a beginning. Hello everyone, I'm Megan Sullivan and welcome to my review of Pentiment, developed by Obsidian and published by Microsoft Game Studios for the Xbox Series S, X, and PC. I chose to open the review with a famous quote from Robert Jordan's Wheel of Time series because I feel like it captures the overarching theme of Pentiment, a beautifully illustrated, well-written, and fantastically educational historical adventure game, which on the surface is about the main character attempting to stop a 16th century serial killer, but is really about how history is made, how it's perceived, and how that perception shapes our core beliefs. It's an interesting concept and although there are some things in Pentiment that could be done a bit better, overall it is well worth your time. The murder mystery starts normally enough. You play as Andreas Maller, a master artist completing his journeyman years by working at the Abbey of Kersau in the remote alpine village of Tassing. Everything about Andreas' life is perfectly normal until one of the old monks at the Abbey is accused of a shocking murder he clearly didn't commit. Since professional forensic teams didn't exist at the time, it falls to Andreas to prove his friend's innocence before he's handed over to the authorities for execution. To do so, you'll have Andreas interview witnesses, collect evidence, and explore every nook and cranny of the town, which yields some fascinating and dark secrets about its history. A history so explosive that somebody is willing to kill in order to cover it up. Once time is up, Andreas must produce a guilty party, and in a unique twist, the game never confirms if the people you accuse of murder actually did the crime, forcing you to live with the consequences for the rest of the game, which takes place over a quarter of a century. In order to feel confident about condemning a fellow human being to death or turning them over to an angry mob, you'll have to hope you drew the right conclusion about all the facts you collected which can be conveniently reviewed in a journal that tracks all the people, places, conversation, and bits of history you've learned along the way. Now, I wouldn't call Pentiment a taut psychological thriller. The story's strength lies less in its ability to tell a deep detective story and more in its ability to educate players about the fascinating history of Bavaria, aka Germany, while getting players to care about the townsfolk of Tassing. During the course of the story, you'll learn about their lives and their personal struggles against both greedy church members and a cold and calculating nobility, neither of which seems to care whether they live or die. By the way, I like how the dialogue for different people in different social classes is represented by different styles of font. Church members are indicated by a gothic-like script, the words of the peasants are represented by simple text, and the local printer has block print dialogue. Neat. At any rate, the story really shines when this conflict between social classes comes to a violent head, and forces Andreas to walk a very tight rope between various factions while he continues his investigations. He needs to gain people's trust in order to catch the person behind a string of murders, which means the player must choose the artist's words and actions very carefully in order to get the information they need. But how does one go about doing this? Well, this is a good time to talk about the actual gameplay, which is similar to a point-and-click adventure but has a few neat features to make it a little more engaging. Alongside poking around people's houses and exploring underground ruins looking for clues, your main task involves talking to the townsfolk and trying to convince them to tell you what they know. What they tell you and how much they share depends on your choice of dialogue, some of which is unique to the type of background you give Andreas at the start of the game. The consequences of your actions also depend on your overall attitude, which seems to fall into the categories of lawful, neutral, and chaotic, personified in Andreas' mind as Beatrice from Dante's Divine Comedy, Socrates, the famous Greek philosopher, and Saint Grobian, patron saint of vulgarity, who has some of the funniest dialogue in a game surprisingly full of funny dialogue. In fact, more than once, I chose to answer people with a cheeky comment instead of a more appropriate response because it was funny and too good a chance to tweak the noses of my least favorite villagers. Werner. Now, if a suspect or witness likes what they hear, you'll successfully persuade them to help you. If not, Werner. Verner they'll clam up and withhold information. So you have to get acquainted with a villager's personality and beliefs if you want to learn as much as you can. And I really enjoyed this. Not only did I learn useful information when talking to people, but it was interesting to watch how they reacted to the different choices I made. But I couldn't appease them all, and even if I could, I didn't have the time. And I mean literally. Literally. You only have a few days or weeks to complete an investigation and because a literal wheel of time turns after completing certain investigative activities like sharing a meal or playing a card game it's important to prioritize which activities which take the form of mini games you should participate in and unfortunately i feel like this is where the game stumbles a little bit now don't get me wrong I enjoy how each activity teaches you about the food, history, culture, and daily life of a medieval village, but the minigames themselves are stiff and clumsy, so much so that it took me entirely too long to understand the profound symbolism behind Andreas navigating a painful emotional labyrinth in his mind because I was too busy grinding my teeth, fighting the controls while trying to get out of said labyrinth. Plus, some of these activities don't actually seem to progress the narrative in a meaningful way or add any sense of urgency. Men are dropping like flies, people. Who cares that my Christmas cookies all look the same? The pacing is also dragged down by the amount of real-life time I wasted bouncing back and forth between the village and the abbey. I know it sounds ridiculous to wish for a fast travel system, Pentiment is a 16th century adventure game, not Mass Effect, but considering there are horses and carts found around town, it would have been nice if Andreas could have used them to traverse Tassing a little faster. No, the Wheel of Time does not turn when you're walking around, so that's good, but my real time is valuable, and I didn't like having to spend it endlessly jogging around Tassing looking for someone new to talk to. But luckily, those are my only real complaints, and I haven't even touched on the thing I love most about Pentiment, the absolute metric ton of fantastic and engrossing real-life history stuffed into every facet and corner of the game. It's everywhere, and it's glorious, and I'm not surprised it's as good as it is, and I'll tell you why. Years ago, I interviewed the game's narrative designer and director, Josh Sawyer, when he was working on Pillars of Eternity 2. Then after the interview, a bunch of journalists and fans went to dinner with him. Now, I don't even remember how this came up, but during the meal, Josh started talking with someone about medieval German history. As a history lover, I, of course, jumped into the conversation and asked him all sorts of questions about it, and he happily explained everything he knew about the subject, which was encyclopedic. So when Pentiment was announced, I was super happy because I immediately knew the history in this game was going to be so good. And it is! You can tell a huge amount of research went into Pentiment. Alongside the beautiful and accurately portrayed art style, charming music, and wonderfully ambient sound – seriously, I'm thinking of doing an ASMR video with nothing but audio from Pentiment – there's all sorts of fascinating and sometimes delightfully obscure references to things that took place during the Holy Roman Empire, the actual Roman Empire, and even pre-Roman times. I'm perfectly happy to admit that I had to look up a lot of these things because I'd never heard of them, and it was so interesting. I loved it. I also love how all that history ties into the main theme of Pentiment. Pentiment, and yes, I had to look this up, means an underlying image in a painting that's revealed when the top layer of paint has turned transparent with age, providing evidence of revision by an artist. And it's the perfect metaphor for the way Tassing's real history is slowly revealed to the player, who must eventually decide if it's worth exposing that history or allowing it to be painted over. What's better for the people of Tassing? Well, that depends on your point of view. It's a big decision you have to make, and I like how it demonstrates that history is ultimately a story. A story about how we remember things, and how with every turning of the wheel of time, these memories become legend. Legend fades to myth, and even myth is long forgotten when the age that gave it birth comes again. In conclusion, I enjoyed my time with Pentiment. Its pacing is a bit muddled and the mini games are a bit stiff, but the well-written characters, beautiful music and art, endless fun facts about history, and themes about the power of history more than make up for it. And at just $20 and at just 20 hours, it's well worth your time.